What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Canucks Weekly Podcast. My name is Dylan Kayser. I'm joined by my good pal, Jack Freeman. Thank you for joining us tonight on this live stream and podcast. Jack, it's uh, it's been a disappointing preseason so far, but how was your week? Man, I've had a good week, but yeah, like I watched the last, uh, I think I watched the last good third period of that game against the Kraken and they just dropped the ball. But like, to be fair, to be fair, the Oilers brought their A team and the Canucks threw out the C team. And you know what? Uh, I want to hear your thoughts on it. But from what I can tell, uh, basically, that was just to see what the C team could could bring against the A team. And it was a warm up for the A team. I mean, to me, that's what preseason's really about. I mean, yeah. do I, as, you know, the coaching staff of, let's say, the Edmonton Oilers, who the Canucks are going to be playing tonight, and we'll talk about that a bit more. Do you really need to see if Connor McDavid is good enough to make your team? No, you well, don't. No, yeah, no, no you no, don't. Exactly. You need to take a look at those fringe guys, the AHL guys, the fourth, third liners to see what they're made of. Yeah, you want to give your, your star players some reps, I guess, to get them warmed up. But at the end of the day, it's really, again, about about the fringe players. Well, there you go. I mean, like that can get us right into into the Canucks roster for tonight, right? Like they're they're playing Pedersen. So like we're going to see what he's going to bring. Mr. Mr. Third Sedin. I've got my Sedin jersey on. I'm going to have to get myself a Pedersen jersey at some point, man. Like it's looking yeah. that way. You know, as long as he doesn't drop the ball like he did in the first half of the season last year. Like, man, like we were saying last week, worst player on the ice sometimes. And it was it was painful to watch. Yeah, the team really does rely on Elias Pettersson. And, and, you know, look at the record of the Vancouver Canucks when he's not playing well. First half of last season was was awful, just awful. So, yeah. and again, we, we talked about this last episode. <laughs> if he just, you know, can stop trying to deke out the entire team on his own, he'll be yeah. okay. Pass yeah. the puck. Well, we have some good teammates now. He, he cleaned himself up the second half. I mean, I swear, like Bruce probably sat him down or whatever, right? So he just needs to continue on that train. I have no doubts. Uh, what I'm really concerned about, to be perfectly honest with you, is is probably the defense on the Canucks. I don't know if you want to jump right to topic two, but like I, I feel like the defense is worth talking about on the Canucks right now. Uh, well, let's yeah, let's take a look at the the Canucks uh, defense pairings going into this game. I guess start off. You got Hugh Shen, um, Oliver Ekman, Larson, and Poolman. And Burroughs and Myers, which it's not great. It's not great. And I'm it's sorry. Like, it's just, I, I love Hughes, but he's like, he's not six feet tall. And I get that it's a different era of hockey. But as again, another thing we brought up last week is that I just find that the Canucks teams have been soft and we need some grit. And Hughes is a fantastic player, but you can't say that he brings grit. No, and he doesn't have to. You, a good roster should have that filled around your skilled exactly. players. That's the thing, is that he yeah. needs a supporting cast. He needs somebody to back him up, to be the guy who's going to bring the grit when he's deking everybody out or whatever he does. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I don't see it with this team right now. No, I, I don't either. And, you know, looking at the lineup, you know, Oliver ekman Larson mediocre year last year i mean i don't yeah. think anyone was that impressed with them 29 points is nothing to nothing to write home about and, and honestly like and if and on the same 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 line of thought myers yeah sure he's the tallest player in the nhl now that Chara retired but the problem is the guy just takes penalties and he takes stupid yeah. penalties like really freaking <sighs> stupid penalties <laughs> he like, does 
and you just can't be having that. Like the whole point of a defenseman is that you stop the other team from scoring and you can't do that while you're sitting in the box for tripping a guy 60 feet behind the play. Like it was painful to watch last year because Tyler Myers at, at times, he's actually a great defenseman mm-hmm. and he'll have games where he's just humming. And then halfway through the second period, like you said, he'll just, look at a guy and cross check him right in the face, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, man, I get you're tall. I get you're the tallest guy in the NHL, but I don't know. You don't see Chara taking dumb penalties like that. Yeah. I feel like he, he doesn't have the best puck awareness. Like he'll throw it up the middle a lot of the time too. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've seen shades of greatness. I remember being all hyped on him when he was on, I think it was Buffalo eh, back in the day. Yeah. He won the Calder. Um, yeah he was great right and everybody was all jealous of him and i was like oh nice we've got one of those crazy good high draft pick players coming to vancouver like that's exciting that's always exciting but you know what he's played like a second line second pairing third pairing guy and that's not what we need to win a cup we we need solid defense we need someone to back up hughes i just don't see it with these pairings the canucks have going on right now i I don't either and you know (laughs) When, when Luke Shen is the answer to, you know, grit and toughness on your roster, I mean, what are yeah. you doing? I mean, I, I love Luke Shen. Gr- you know, great filler player. You need, you know, someone's injured. You throw Luke Shen in there. He can throw around the body. But, I mean, this the guy's way past his prime. And the fact that he's even in the top four is concerning. And, again, it is. love the player, but – yeah. He should not be in your top four. Yeah, I, I've got no complaints about him. It's uh, like I remember being all hyped about him in the same same era as Myers, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I, I, it was Toronto, right? I'm not crazy. Uh, yeah. Brian Burke drafted him uh, fifth overall. Go. Yeah, he had like, lots of truculence. I believe was the word. Truculence. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember him being really good for Toronto and us being all jealous again of these good young players being on other teams. And he's coming here now and later in his career, and that's great. But it it's just not what we need right now. I'm sorry. Like I, I feel like we just need a real top stay at home, gritty defenseman. We've got people like McDavid coming, coming at us up the ice. Like I know nobody can deal with McDavid, but we need somebody who can try. I mean, we just need, I mean, yeah. I mean, having a good stay at home defenseman is great, but like you said, we're dealing with players like Connor McDavid. I think you need to fill out your roster with just really good two way defenders. And I know, you know, it's easy to say that. Mm-hmm. And the Canucks have kind of tried, you know, in essence, I guess Myers is a two-way defender, but he's just not the greatest two-way defender. And like you said, takes a lot of penalties. Oliver ekman Larson, you can make the argument that he's more of a two-way guy now. Again, not the greatest two-way player, and he's getting paid, you know, over $7 million. Um, you know, I, I don't know if there is really the traditional stay-at-home defenseman anymore. I think what it comes down to is you need fast two-way defenders. And look at this roster. When I see Oliver Ekman Larson and Shen and Myers and Poolman, speed isn't the first word that jumps out to me when I see those guys. Yeah, yeah, no, Myers Myers reminds me of uh, a young Alex Edler skating in mud. That's what my dad used to say. He's skating in mud. Yeah, like these these guys are like um, Yager when he came back. And it's just painful. Or, or Matt painful. Sundin when he came back. The man, the man literally had yeah. a grand piano strapped on his back when he was skating. I swear to God. Uh, yeah, it's painful. We need some speed for sure. Hey, by the way, thanks uh, Canucks Bo for commenting. And everybody that's watching, please comment uh, in the live chat here. Let us 
know what you think of the Canucks defense. Let us know your score predictions for tonight's game against the Oilers. Uh, Canucks Bo says, tonight game, pick one player scores today. Okay. Um, <laughs> pick one player that's going to score today, Jack. I okay. think that's what he's going to um, do. You know what? I, I want to bet on Pedersen. I mean, I would be easy and say McDavid, but I want to say a Canuck. So I'll say Pedersen because we've been talking about him. I want him to, to have a good start to the season. I, I am just such a huge fan of Pedersen. He feels like a Sedin to me. Like I'm, I'm as stoked about him as I was about the Sedins their whole careers. So, uh, you know, like he, he pays the price of admission for me. Like when I'm going to go to some games this year, I'm paying to see Elias Pedersen. If he's not playing, it'll be a massive disappointment to me. Like I, I, for, for everything. So yeah, I guarantee you, I will be getting a Pedersen Jersey at some point. I want to see him score tonight. I'm going to go with uh, big daddy Shen. Uh, Luke Shen's going to put one up tonight because he sure as hell is not going to put one up during the regular season. So this is probably <laughs> his only chance uh, to put up a goal. There you go. Luke Shen. There you go. Canucks Bo, thank you uh, for commenting. All right. Where were we? What were we even talking about? Ripping on the Canucks just, defense problem. Yeah, we're just like, I can't. Yeah, I can't even with it, man. Like it's it's something that that uh, Alvin is going to have to put some work into, especially like not to bring up the whole cap conversation again. But man, seven million for OEL is just it hurts. And, 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 you know, as much as we said that we like the JT Miller contract, eight mil is a lot of money. It is. And, and 15. if you look at that right there, 15 mil for two players, it's expensive, especially for what, who those two players are. Miller is great. Like him and all that. Do you really think he's putting up 90 points? Don't know. We'll hey, see. You, you throw Tyler Myers, like we were just talking about in that conversation, that's $21 million for those three guys. Yeah, that's, yeah, I, I can't see it, man. That's a that's uh what is that? A quarter of the cap. It's a quarter of the cap. Pretty much. Uh Samuel Adams, thanks for jumping on. Uh the game's at seven o'clock tonight, and I believe it's gonna be actually on the Canucks website. Uh it won't be televised. Will not be televised, so it's just on their website. Or I guess you could also listen on the radio to uh, a radio station that will not be named. <laughs> yep. IPT SN ten forty. The greatest, um, the best, the legend. Oh man, I I really do miss TSN 1040. Like, you can say it you know, every day. There's 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 some okay shows on the other station. You know, Halford and Bruff are. Yeah. You know, I'll always listen to them. And there's a couple others that are okay, but I don't know. There's Mac, just... Donnie, and the Moche, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Donnie and Dolly the on check is pretty yeah. great. Yeah. I don't know if you've catched that at all. I haven't. Um, you should man, watch Don it. Don Taylor though, Don Taylor, he's he's a legend. No, and Don Taylor back on TV is even better. So you yeah. go check out Donnie and Dolly. There Don, you go. It's a free plug for them. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what time they're on at, but uh, anyways, the six people that are watching us can go check out Donnie and Dolly, and they'll they'll see a spike in their in their ratings. Um, I think it would be worth it though, man. I swear we could rip on the Canucks defense all night. Like it's gonna get torn apart by Edmonton, especially if they're playing McDavid. It's just gonna be an absolute uh, bloodbath. Uh, I don't I don't see the Canucks. Uh, finishing ahead of Edmonton next year. I was thinking about it. Edmonton's probably going to take the cake, I would say. Oh, I I agree. And, you know, we talk about, you know, McDavid and Dreisaitl kind of ripping up the Canucks defense. And honestly, looking at the defense that the Canucks are going with tonight, that's pretty much what we have going into the regular season. I don't see any differences. And I don't even know who Wolanin is. I've never heard of this guy. Yeah, I think he he put up a goal um, the last game he played in. He's kind of blowing up on Twitter. Um, 
but uh, I don't think he's going to really pan out to be anything, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, you know, enough. maybe maybe Jack Rathbone has a, has a good season, but, yeah. you know, again, you can only expect so much from the young player. Having and a Burroughs on the Canucks will always mess with my head. I, I know. I, I do like having Kyle Burroughs on the roster, though. You know, yeah. he's not afraid to drop the mitts. He does bring that toughness to the lineup. It's just, again, he's... He's like a number six guy. He's a number six, seven guy. We need guys that are tough to play against, but that are also top four defensemen. That's that's what we're missing. We, we apparently can't rely on the draft for that because we lost Ulevi within the last year, right? <sighs> yeah. And uh, I think there's been a couple others that have been big disappointments with the Canucks recently. If you yeah, I mean, remind me, I feel like they're Jet, on the Jet Wu is an, was a second yeah. round pick recently, and it doesn't look like he's going to pan out to be anything. Yeah. Um, the Canucks have not drafted many defensemen or, you know, in the, you know, first two or three rounds, they haven't drafted many. So that's Isn't maybe... Elias Pedersen a defenseman. Elias Pedersen is a defenseman and a forward. It's, it's unreal. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely something that they need to address. You know, Quinn Hughes, obviously the exception, yeah. but he brings, you know, we talked about it before. He brings that offensive element, which the back end desperately needs, but yeah. we need to fill out the rest of it. Um, yeah, you know, and, and just touching on this quickly, the Canucks record in the preseason, oh, four and one, it has not been a good preseason, Jack. I, I can't say that they're trying to win games though. I swear. They're just like, they're trying to see who has the chops to make the regular season roster. They're not going into this being like, yeah, we got to like, look at the other team's roster and match up and all that. I think they're just throwing whoever, whoever they want to see play into the game being like, go have at her. Let's see what you can do. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly what's happening. And, you know, at the end of the day, we were talking about it before we went live. I haven't watched that much of the preseason because over the years, I've learned that it just means absolutely nothing at the end of the day. You know, other than the team is actually wearing the Canucks jersey, it's like it's basically a facade. This isn't even the Canucks, even if Elias Pedersen and all these guys are out there. They're not giving it their all. I mean, look. 7-2 loss against the Kraken. That's not going to happen in the regular season. Man, that was a painful thing to watch. I watched the last third period of that. Oof. Ooh. Here's Didn't a like stat. That. Yeah, it, it was bad. It was really bad. Here's a stat. The 2016-2017 Colorado Avalanche went 6-0 and in the preseason, followed up by only 48 points in the, in the regular season. I think I remember that season. That was one of the yeah. worst seasons I've ever witnessed. Like, not that I'm an Avs fan or anything, but like that is a low point total. Painfully low. That, like, that's not a shortened season, folks. That's not, you know, a COVID year or a lockout year. That's just, that's an 82 game season and they got 48 points. But, and also just honest, just to think about it too. They went from that to five years later winning a cup. I know it is pretty unbelievable. And, uh, that's what good drafting does for you. Well, well, let's uh, let's talk about who the Canucks have uh, who've gotten rid of to go to the AHL because I've never heard of any of these guys. Maybe you can enlighten me. Yeah, so let's go through. Like you said, the Canucks trimmed down their roster. Danny DeKaiser was released from his PTO. I didn't see him making the final cut. Um, former Detroit Red Wing. Yeah. Um, John Stevens, uh, Noah Juleson, who played some games for the Canucks last year. He, he looked okay, but again, I'm not sure he's an NHL defenseman. He'll be great in the AHL for the Abbotsford Canucks. Uh, Brady Keeper, Guillaume Brisebois, who is like, I don't know how many preseasons. He's been around. 
he's been around forever. He's like always on the cusp of maybe making it. I swear he's played like seven years of uh, of preseason NHL hockey and basically no regular season NHL hockey. Uh, and then Colin uh, Delia, I think that's how you say his name. Goaltender was also placed on waivers. No surprises there. Um, you know, maybe some people thought Noah Juleson would stay up. Uh, but that's that's not the case, obviously. So there we go. Trim down the roster a little bit more. Yeah, it, it's it's not great when it doesn't seem like there's a lot of competition for making the roster here. It's like if all, yeah. it's basically like if you're a name and you're a defenseman, you know, a recognizable name, you're almost going to make this roster because this team just doesn't really have the depth. Yeah, I mean that's how like what Dermot and Pullman made it. So Rathbone. Yeah, and Pullman has looked bad so far. Uh, yeah, in preseason, um, well, last he, year, he played played okay. Last year wasn't the best. No, definitely. and again with these freaking Jim Benning contracts, a four year contract for this guy is just ridiculous. Um, we only have three more years of Tucker Pullman. I believe it's at two point five per, but still, I don't know why that management regime like just pressed on giving these depth guys three, four, five year contracts. Insane. Yeah, I think that's a big reason why we had to move on. I, I like the shorter the contract, the better. And yeah, you're right. It's a 2.5 mil cap hit. Like that's really high for a third pairing guy. Like we should be we should be giving these guys minimum wage, man. Like this should be this should be like an eight hundred thousand, nine hundred thousand dollar contract. Like I don't. Why would you spend more than that on a third <laughs> I don't pairing? No. Like unless you're pushing for a cup. And and even if you are pushing for a cup, you shouldn't be spending two and a half million dollars on your fourth or third pairing defense like get out and of here with look that. look at i mean I, I don't have any stats to back myself up but i'm pretty damn sure if you look at all the rosters of the stanley cup winners of the past 15 years they've got depth guys on that stanley cup winning lineup that are getting paid under a million dollars or maybe a million guarantee it guarantee yeah. it. i mean i mean maybe that that leads into what we were talking about before is like that's how they can afford these crazy superstar contracts right because Yes, it does cost a lot to sign a Nathan McKinnon for, what is it, $14 million. That's an insane number. Is it worth it? I don't know. But when you can when you can sign guys for a mill and they're putting up the points and filling the roles that you need them to fill and being that plug in the, in the roster that you need, maybe that superstar contract looks a bit better. Here's a good example of it working, but you have to be super proactive. The Chicago Blackhawks, when they went on their run of winning Stanley Cups, the bottom end of their roster changed a lot throughout the years, hmm. but they were able to keep their superstar guys. And, you know, yep. you bring in depth guys that are looking to prove themselves. They win the cup. They ask for three mil. You show them the door and then Jim Benny will sign <laughs> them up. You know, well, hey, that's actually something interesting to talk about too, is the um, Pittsburgh Penguins trio of Malkin, Crosby and Latang. Apparently mm. they're the longest serving trio in professional sports history. That's crazy. Like, uh, I didn't even think, like, they've been playing together for almost 20 years. What is it, 17 years, I think? Yeah, so, yeah, I believe it was so 17 years. Yeah. I, I would say that that's a testament to uh, a team building uh, because they were able to keep those guys together and build a team around them that's been actually competitive for that entire time, Yeah, which is insane. Like, yeah, sure, they might not have made the playoffs, like, what, once or twice? I think like, once or twice, yeah, exactly. If that, like, that's that's an insanely successful run. So, that like, do you think the Pittsburgh Penguins were paying three mil to a third-pairing guy? And, you know, no, they weren't. Then that's the big thing. I mean, yeah. 
I mean, I think they were, I don't even know if they were paying Chris Kunitz $3 million to put up the points. I'm <laughs> oh, serious. I remember that. He was like the steal of the league for a while, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. He was. That's um, funny. Yeah. I mean, Sydney, having Sydney Crosby helps a lot, of course. Dude, but Flurry's contract was what was it? was like five mil there. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, I mean, that's the thing too. I mean, this team was able to be fairly consistent, even though their goaltending changed. I mean, first overall pick Marc-Andre Fleury thought he was yeah. going to be there forever. Yep. Yeah. That was a big surprise. And they, man, Fleury's career since he left Pittsburgh has been just so bizarre. Like the, yeah. uh, the stuff that happened in Vegas, ending up in Chicago. I don't even and know. Now he's in Minnesota. Like, like what? Yeah. Just everything's just so strange. I mean, I guess we're going to be seeing a bit of him with, uh, with him being in the West now. So <laughs> yeah, we will. We will. Um, again, just a reminder. I see we have more people watching comment in the live chat, comment, uh, your score predictions. Tell us how much you hate the Canucks defense. <laughs> Whatever you want to talk about, uh, we're here to shoot the shit with you. I I, I am very proud of Quinn Hughes, man. If like yeah. he he makes me stoked. It's like 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 I said with Pedersen, uh, Hughes is worth the price of admission. He is a guy that you go to Canucks games to see. Like no matter what, you're gonna see Quinn Hughes pull off some impressive stuff. Doesn't matter what day it is. Doesn't matter which team they're playing you're going to see Quinn Hughes do some amazing stuff, man. Quinn Hughes is going to break all of the, all the Canucks defense records within a few years. It's, you know, he's the best defenseman this team has ever seen. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty damn confident in saying that. I don't think anybody else comes close. You're right. He's, he's to me, a, a generational player as far as, you know, being a defenseman goes. So uh, we have a pretty unreal player there. I'm stoked on it. I mean, you know what? The the possibility that we maybe get Jack Hughes in the future will always be a dream just because, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you want to see the brothers, Sedins. Let's go. Um, so, I don't well, know. Well, here's, here's the scary thing, actually. I think Quinn Hughes, Going is, to... his contract is only two or three more years, I think. I, 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 I'd have to look at it. He could go to New Jersey, sure. I yeah, know. He's American. <laughs> that's, they're, that's... They're from... That would make a lot of sense, to be honest. And, uh, yeah, it would break our hearts. But... Honestly, I wouldn't be the saltiest about it. Yeah, it would hurt the Canucks a lot, but I, I don't I don't really like how the uh, the Islanders treated Tavares when he left. It, it felt like they were really disrespectful um, in a lot of ways. And I, I don't know. I'm just not all about that. You know, it's a business and you do what you got to do and family's family. And that makes a lot of sense to me. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, for the Canucks sake, they absolutely have to keep this guy. Like I said, 100 oh, percent. I hope he I hope he retires in Vancouver. But like, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's like we said, it, it could happen. It could happen. Um, Zipper, the game will be on Canucks.com. Yeah. I'm pretty damn sure. So there you go. Hang it's out with Kevin. us for the pregame and exactly. then go check out Canucks.com at 7 o'clock. And uh, hopefully by the time the real games uh, come around, they'll figure out what's going on with all this. Because I've seen various things like they're on Sportsnet now, not on Sportsnet, on TSN. I don't know where the games are these days. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, it's Sportsnet now is where you're going to find the Canucks games. Yeah. Um, so that's what I have. And then also, you know, if you have cable, I'm assuming you'll have Sportsnet. You can watch it there as well. I'm not sure about, like, I don't know how, how the whole NHL streaming service goes like from the actual league i don't think you get it in canada anymore you don't get it in canada yeah that's right zipper yeah. thank you so much for uh jumping on make sure you subscribe to the channel and uh you know have any opinions on the canucks or the oilers uh send it in the chat there you go especially the canucks defense we're ripping on them today yes join everybody join us and rip 
the Canucks defense a new and basketball. OEL's contract because it's disgusting. And, and Jack, we were talking again another topic we were discussing before going live. The Arizona Coyotes, you know, are not paying any of those contracts that were traded in the Oliver Ekman Larson trade. Yep. So, you know, we're we're on the hook for what is it five more seasons with Oliver Ekman Larson at over seven million, and the Coyotes have ninth overall pick Dylan Gunther. It's second it pairing, good. man. Having a seven mil cap hit on your second pairing at best, at best, because on bad days he's going to be on your third pairing. Yeah, seven mil is a dagger in your side. It it is bleeding us dry. To, to be honest like, with you, if you have seven and a half mil on your second pairing, and even if the guy lives up to his expectations. That, that's still too big of a hit for a second pairing guy. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah. Even for a good second pairing guy, yeah. you, you want to see that contract at six mil or less. I mean, even six mil is pushing it in my opinion, but well, I mean, know, we're paying goes up. We'll see. We're paying Quinn Hughes 7.8. You know, yeah. he's only earning half a mil more than Oliver Ekman Larson. Yeah. Second, second pairing guy shouldn't be out earning your top guy, especially when Quinn Hughes, like, man, like if it wasn't for Horvat, I would be pushing for him for captain. So yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, do you think Quinn Hughes is, you know, captain material? I, I don't know. I don't think he is. I would hope so in the future. I want him to see him be a leader. You know, not quite yet. I don't think he's achieved that much yet. But Horvat is the captain. I think he should retire as captain. I don't want to see him leave. Uh, even though his contract's coming up, they better sign him to a good deal. I mean, this is something yeah. that's going to come up more and more as the season goes on, right? Um, what has he got left? I, I think he has, does. Does he have? I think he has this season, and then he ha, he needs a new contract. I yeah, believe this is this is going to hurt us then. Um, but I I do think that he does want to stay. But again, he could go. I mean, Johnny Goudreau left the Calgary Flames, so he, he's at five point five. Yeah, he's his contract's yeah. up at the end of the season, so we're gonna have to deal with him over this summer or well next summer, and uh, yeah, that that's tough, man. It, it what, has to be seven to Miller under seven. It has I mean, to be under seven. I want to see it be like maybe 6.5. That's kind of what I was thinking. You know, s- somewhere in the six region. I see, mean, that's gonna... still a raise for him, right? He was getting 5.5 yeah. before. And now he's getting 6.5. He's still the captain. Like, man, I don't know. I, I could see that. It depends that. a lot on this season. If he can put up the numbers that he put up last year, we might be talking about seven and a half. Seriously, we uh, might. Yeah, folks, let, I, let us know well, what you think in the comment section as well. It's just seven and a half is again a big hit, you know. Like we've got seven mil from Hughes, seven mil from Oliver Ekman Larson. It's it's just a lot. Pedersen's going to be asking for a lot. Yeah. Um, I just I don't know. I'm just kind of uh, the the Canucks cap situation has just been so strange ever since uh ever since the whole Luongo fiasco because they've been yeah. paying that for so long. That I don't even think they've recovered from it yet. Uh, no, and I mean we're not paying it anymore. I think we just stopped. Yeah, it was last for year only, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Zipper with a comment saying three high paid centers and Bo Miller and Petey all seven plus. Hate to say it, but I could see Bo being traded for a top line D. You might be right. You might be right. Maybe Horvat is the odd man out, and maybe he is uh you know a trade chip to get in that good defenseman that we've been talking about. But I, I personally believe that he's going to stay. Um, 
you know, I know we have Miller in the center position right now. He can move around, go on the wing. Not that that really helps your cap situation at all. Um, but a great point. I mean, maybe a guy like Brock Besser, maybe he's on the trade block for a defenseman. Um, yeah, you know, Brock's been on the trade brought. block for years at this point. <laughs> yeah, I know. He really has. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's something that uh, Patrick Alvin's going to have to deal with. Like we said, you know, you're paying. You have superstars coming up that w- need to get paid. And you're also paying depth guys $7.5 million in Oliver Ekman Larson. Yeah, honestly, this is a really good point by Zipper, to be honest with you. Like, I I really think that um, whether it's Bo or someone else, it plays into what we've been saying the whole of tonight. And Zipper Zipper's setting us up for it. Rip on the defense. We need a better defense. Yes, everybody rip on the defense. Join us. If Horvat is the sacrificial lamb for us to have a competitive defense, I guess that's what you do what you got to do to live the life you want to live. Right. So I, I just, or here's the thing. I, and I don't know that this management group is going to go this way, but do you really mortgage the future and say, okay, maybe we look at trading some draft picks. Sure. I don't know. I don't like that strategy. Not at this point. I could still see draft picks being useful to build a good team, but Pedersen's not getting any younger. And I mean, that's a thing that we're going to have to worry about, right? He's at 7.3 right now. I just looked it up. He's got one more year left. That is going to be a massively difficult contract to negotiate because he's going to be asking for the moon and the Canucks are going to be like, what have you done for me lately? So he better have some absolutely knock it out of the park seasons this year and next year, or that contract is going to be a, a, disaster to negotiate yeah and you know a lot of teams that have you know built through the draft you know you get young guys on you know their elcs or you know a bridge contract like Pedersen is on like hughes is on you know it's not quite a bridge being six years but you know you can imagine hughes is going to ask for way over 10 mil when his contract is up that's when you kind of want to strike you know elias Pedersen and quinn hughes they're it's not like they're still finding their way in the NHL. They're NHLers and they're they're humming right now. And they're mm-hmm. only getting paid seven-ish mil when they're probably worth a lot more. That's when you want to strike. And that's why I say maybe they do look at moving some draft picks. I mean, it could be an option. And let's be honest, the Canucks have seen no playoff hockey in the last eight years. Yeah. And I'm it not may, including the bubble. It might very well be a time for a push, especially with where the Canucks have been finishing lately. Like finishing one slot out of a playoff spot, two slots out of a playoff spot, your draft picks are worth, they're worth the paper they're written on. Like the, the chances of you securing a top line NHL player is so slim. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't know. It's not the draft picks are worthless. It's that exactly where the Canucks are finishing right now is just not conducive for what they need. It just isn't. And and you know what worries me sometimes? and, And I catch myself thinking like this, you know, being in this Canucks market, it's been a mediocre eight years, and you're just kind of like, oh, you know, what's what's another year not making the playoffs? Oh, you know, three and maybe in yeah. three years we'll make the playoffs. You know yeah, what? You get That's gonna be 10, 11 damn years without making the playoffs. Like, where is that acceptable? Yeah, make a push for it. Like, regardless of what, to. like the, I think the problem is that we're we're uh letting perfection become the enemy of the good. Um, so they're saying this team isn't ready to win a cup, so we're not going to push for the playoffs. Exactly. 
So what they need to do is push for the playoffs, which will turn them into a team that is ready to win a cup. I agree. And I mean, let's be honest. How often does a team seem like this is their year and and they don't win it? And when, you know, maybe things haven't gone so well early on or maybe in the off season, but they actually end up taking the cup or going far like the Canucks did in the bubble. So that's why I say like, you have these talented players right now. Sure, the, the defense is a bit shaky, but do something about it. Move some draft picks. If you have to, you know, move another draft pick to get rid of Oliver Ekman Larson, I guess maybe that's an avenue you take. But either way, I just think that at some point, you got to make a push. Because Man, like you said, whoever you draft in this upcoming draft is yeah. not going to be ready in for another three, four seasons. Yeah. Okay. So here's a hot take for you. I know that the Columbus Blue Jackets have not had the most success ever, mm-hmm. but I really like Yarmo Kekalainen because he's bold. He'll make a move. Yeah. He'll go in for the player he needs. He'll try to push for the playoffs. That guy knows what he wants and he's going to go get it. And that's why he's still in a job. As far as I can tell. Well, I don't know. I, yeah. I like his attitude regardless of whether I like his moves. I like his attitude. Uh, yeah. I like it too. And I think, part of that is he has to be that aggressive being in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um, when you know, guys aren't going to stay and, you know, it was Bobrovsky and who was the other star player that they uh, traded? They had Duchesne Bobrovsky. And then they had that guy who went to Ottawa. What's his name? Um, uh, God, I don't dude, know why his name is slipping. It's, with me, a but... D. it's a strange name. It's a strange name. Oh, um, um oh, fuck. I, I, it's, <laughs> it's on the tip of my tongue. I know. Same. It has a Z in it. I know it. <laughs> Dzingle. Dzingle. There we go. There yeah, we go. it's a weird name, right? Um, so yeah. Ryan oh, yeah, they both went to Ottawa. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he went to Ottawa. But yeah. uh yeah, and then and they also had Artemi Panarin. Man, he's went through uh, a bunch of really desirable players who have moved on, and it's super unfortunate for that team that they've moved on. And I'm not going to say that I know it, whether I think the team's going to be good in the future whatever. I think that Yermo Kekalainen has made moves that prove that he knows what he wants and he's going to go get it. And I feel like a lot of GMs should try to emulate that. I, I agree. And again, look at this Canucks team. It's the same team that we saw last season and it wasn't good enough last year. Mm-hmm. So why is it good enough this year when our defense is just getting older? Oliver Ekman yeah. Larson isn't going to have a bounce back year now. You know, Tyler Myers is not <laughs> going to cross check less people in the teeth. <laughs> You know, yeah, that's the thing, man. Stupid penalties like it, it just drags the team down, stuff like that. You know, you can if you're on a breakout and a guy's 60 feet behind the play and he trips a guy who's nowhere near the puck and he gets a penalty and you just lost a scoring chance, that could cost you the game. It happened multiple times last year, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, rip on the Canucks defense, keep it going. Rip on the Canucks defense, and actually, we might as well uh, take a look at our poll question. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Canucks Weekly. I think it's down uh, this side of the screen. There you go, at Canucks Weekly on Twitter. Uh, our poll question was, do you evaluate the team based on the preseason games? Yes, a little bit, or not at all. So do you judge the team based on the preseason? Jack, uh, who do you, what do you think won this one? Yes, a little bit, or not at all? Okay, so I voted in the poll uh, before we went live. I said not at all. At that point, it was about 41%. I'm going to say that not at all took it over in the end because not at all to me, it, it realistically, the preseason is to see what the young players have got, 
and yeah. to give the veteran players the time to stretch their legs before the marathon that is the regular season. So I, I, I think that the preseason games are like extended practice skirmishes. Like there is not a hockey game. It's not an NHL game. So I don't judge the team at all. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm in the same boat. I, I don't judge based on the preseason because it's it, it's a fool's game. Um, the results of the poll question, yes, at a staggering 4.7%. A little bit actually won this one. So people Did judge it. the team a little bit based on the preseason, 55.8%, and not at all, which was my vote and your vote at 39.5%. Here's, here's the thing is I feel like a lot of people read that poll question and they sort of think about how they're watching certain players and how well those certain players are doing. And I will say that I will judge individual players based on the preseason sure, because that's what it's for. You're yep. trying to see what this guy's got. But to judge the team based on the not full regular season roster, the way that it will be dressed every night for 82 games, how can you dress that team? You haven't seen that team. You you can't judge them. You haven't seen them. I agree. Sorry, I'm just laughing, Jack. It, it looks like the sun has set and and you are now just like dark. a face in the darkness. <laughs> there it's you true. go. Yeah, uh, it was a lot brighter when it yes, yeah, it's winter, man. Winter on the weird. island. That's how it goes. Yeah, BC winter. It's it's coming. Uh I, well, I, honestly, it has it. Let's let's talk about the weather for our, for a quick second here. Yeah. It is October 5th and I'm still sweating my balls off. Like oh, what's yeah. going on here? I went for a walk in a t-shirt today. Like it was, it was 20 degrees. It was great. It, I mean, while I do enjoy it, I'm almost at the point where I'm kind of mentally like, all right, like it's October 5th. It. Like, let's get on with it. Like, I know we got winter ahead. Let's just get it started. Let's get it over with. Yeah, um, no, exactly. I, yeah, I, I guess I've actually said like, make up your mind. Exactly. So uh, everybody that's watching us on YouTube, let us know. What do you think? Do you judge the team based on the preseason games? Do you watch the preseason games? Do you maybe skip it and wait for game one of the regular season? Uh, let us know in the live chat. Uh, vote on the poll question on Twitter at Canucks Weekly. There you have it. There you have it. Again, for me, I don't judge much in the preseason, but of course, it's hockey. You've been starved of hockey all summer. Y yep. You're going to watch anyways. And... um my only word of advice is don't get too involved with Canucks Twitter based on the preseason games. Because if you just looked at Canucks Twitter, you would think that the world was ending based on those five games. Doom and gloom. Well, isn't it doom and gloom all season long on Canucks Twitter anyways? It, it is. But I will say, like we said before, eight, nine years of mediocrity, eight, nine years of handing out terrible contracts and only making the playoffs once in the bubble when we didn't even technically make the playoffs. Um, you know what? I, you, you tend to get doom and gloom, you know? It's true. There's been some well, kids that have grown up watching this that. watching this team, being fans of them, and they've yeah. only seen crap. We at yeah. least got to see the West Coast Express, yeah. and we went to, you know, the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, yeah, like we remember both those eras, and this is the third era that we've lived through, basically, so... And, and you know what? It started off rough, but I'm hoping to see a team that rivals the teams of the past. Like with mm -hmm. those pictures of Pedersen coming out, looking with his little uh, chin beard, looking like a third Sedin man. I have high hopes. <laughs> I have yeah. high hopes. Hey, he's, he's looking like a grizzled vet now. So no, yeah. exactly. Like he's no, this is no uh bare faced young child anymore. Uh, Zipper. Thanks uh, for commenting again, saying born and raised in Vancouver, 1961. Nicest weather we have had ever 
uh, had this summer. Yeah, it's been, I'll say it's been the longest summer. I think last summer was probably the hottest. We had like three heat waves come through, but this year has been the longest summer. Although I will say June was not even summer. Basically, it was a crap month. Man, I tell you, I was in I was in Kamloops last year, and it Ooh. was forty five degrees. You couldn't go outside. It was the worst. This summer has been much better, and I'm back on yeah. the island, and I'm not burning to death in a desert, and it's great. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Jack's recording from Nanaimo. I just moved from Nanaimo, now living in uh, White Rock, or you know South Surrey, but we'll call it White Rock. Um, <laughs> people from Vancouver know. Um, what else do we have to talk about? Rachel Dorier. Getting fired from the Vancouver Canucks head office. Yeah, it's a really strange story, man, because they just hired her. She was highly touted. They were making a big deal out of it. There were multiple articles about it. And now she's out less than a year later. And uh, nobody knows why. And Frank Saravalli uh, tweeted out the other day, and I'm sure everybody follows Frank, um, you know, stating that Rachel Dorier just kind of got a promotion in the last few weeks, and now she's being fired. Uh, which seems really odd. Totally uh, bizarre. Yeah, and you know, like you said, only eight months on the job was a you know eight months, but most of it was when there's no hockey being played. You know, she was yeah. an addition to Jim Rutherford's staff when he came on. So really, she hasn't really done much for the team at all. No. And then I guess when the work started, something didn't work with her apparently. So yep. no more uh, Rachel Dorier. It'll well, be interesting, you know, in a few months, if anything kind of leaks out and if we learn more about this. Well, that's the thing is just, it's another, uh, it's another event in a long string of strange events in the Canucks offices. And uh, we went over them a bit last week as well. Like we don't need to bring them up again, but it's just a really odd start to the season for the Canucks PR and, uh, and, management wise it's just really really strange got unplugged there for some reason oh. um i hope you can still hear i can me. hear you there you go um let's uh bring up one more topic quickly hockey canada it's not looking good for hockey canada right now everybody knows the stories that have been going on um Tim Hortons pulling out their sponsorship from Hockey Canada. I mean, yep. the two kind of go together. I mean, Tim Hortons, one of the most recognizable brands in Canada and Hockey Canada. Now they're, they're separating and it's, you know, it's pretty much because of how they've handled, uh, you know, this whole situation. I mean, I don't even know how to put it, but you know, Who they handled this poorly. There's being no changes in, in leadership. You know, Jeff Skinner's, uh, sister, I believe, I believe it's Amanda Skinner came out basically saying, you know, Hockey Canada doesn't need changes at the top. I mean, talk about being tone deaf. It, it's it's not working. You're losing money now. It, it's it's a shame. It really is. It's a shame. I, I like I don't want to sit here and just rip on Hockey Canada, although I could. But at the end of end of the day, I think all Canadians can agree. It's a shame to see that it's gone this way. Well, it is a shame because they're they're an iconic brand that represents the country across the world at every international tournament and all that. Yeah. And, and you know what? Tim Hortons isn't the only one pulling out. Apparently, uh, Hockey Quebec or Quebec Hockey. I'm not exactly sure what they're called, but the, the, the hockey organization in Quebec, 
they're withholding hockey their... du Quebec. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they're know. they're withholding their fees from Hockey yeah. Canada because apparently they're like a parent organization or whatever, however it works. But right. they're withholding their fees. They're basically uh, you know, they're not paying their taxes if they were if they were a province, you know what I mean? And it's it it, it looks like it's going to be a constitutional crisis for Hockey Canada. Absolute disaster. Um, let's quickly, uh, I, I guess we're kind of wrapping up the show here. We've been going for about 45 minutes and we're going to try and keep the podcast to, you know, 35, 45 minutes in the future. Um, let's quickly talk about this game. Let's just give out our score predictions. I know it's the preseason. Um, we talked about how we don't put too much stock into these games, but what's your score prediction and anybody that's watching us on YouTube, comment in the live chat, let us know your score predictions and please also subscribe to the channel we will be going live every single wednesday at 6 p.m and yes yes we will buy jack a light so you can actually see him <laughs> yeah one day we'll see if we can afford it um all right so do you not on... just have a light in your living room man? yeah i do i just can't reach it right <laughs> <Christ>. now. <laughs> anyways uh, all right score so prediction. based on these rosters from what i'm looking at here they're not playing dry tonight uh that'll cost them one goal at least so I, I'm going to say it'll be five to three for Edmonton. Yeah, I I really do think the Canucks are going to end off the preseason without a single win. So I'm going to give it to the Oilers as well. Um, slightly more NHL-ready roster, I guess, for the Oilers. Let's say... Let's say 6-2 for the Oilers. 6-2 for the Oilers, unfortunately. Canucks fans, if you think we're wrong, comment in the live chat. And, uh, you know, hopefully prove us wrong. But so far, we haven't seen much from the Vancouver Canucks. I believe there's only one more preseason game, and that's against uh, the Coyotes on Friday. So first game's on the 12th against the Oilers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, first game is next week uh, against the Oilers, same day. Um, We will be going live at 6 o'clock. I think the game's at 7, I I would assume so. Let me take a quick look at the schedule here. But I think the game's at 7, so we'll do a pregame. Yeah, it is at 7. Uh, we'll Perfect. do a pregame just like we're doing here tonight. You know, get your predictions in, talk about the upcoming season. We love, you know, talking Canucks with all you fans. Zipper, you're an absolute beauty. Thanks for jumping on. Samuel Adams and uh, Canucks Bow. There we go. And I know we have a lot more people watching on YouTube too. So get in the comment section. Let's get it going. All right, Jack. Hey, great. Any, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, the, well, we wrapped it up on a showbiz element last week, so let's do it again. Uh, I heard that Alec Baldwin settled his wrongful death lawsuit for the death of the, uh, the person who died on the set of Rust. And apparently they're going to, uh, resume production of the movie, which I'm sure will be a phenomenon when it's finally released. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I saw that on Twitter just before we went live. So figured, uh, we, we might as well bring it up and, I, I'd hate to be anybody that has to go in a scene with Alec Baldwin in that movie <laughs> where he's pulling the trigger of a gun. I mean, just saying, I, I wouldn't take that job. There there was some breakdown in the chain of communication there, man. Like, there, there's so many lines of, of checks and rechecks on a normal movie set that it's such a bizarre story. It's it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um, Before we head off, folks, sign up for uh, DraftKings with promo code THPN. Actually, right now, they have an awesome offer. I guess when the regular season starts, it's bet $5 on any NHL team. And if they win, you get $200 in free bets. I mean, that's that's pretty good numbers there. So bet $5 on, on any NHL team and get $200 in free bets if they win. That's DraftKings promo code 
THPN. Jack, I, I think that's it. I think everyone's kind of ready for this Oilers-Canucks game. Again, I believe it's going to be on Canucks.com. It's not televised tonight. Uh, but again, you know, thanks everybody that's jumped on, joined us for this pregame show, this this podcast. Um, and I think that's it. Jack, are we done for, for tonight? Looks good, man. Thank you, Zipper. Thank you, Dylan. I think it's been a good show. And uh, I'm stoked for, for the regular season. Only a couple more uh, skirmishes to go, and then we're, we're off to the races. There you go, folks. We will see you next Wednesday.